I'm Scott Weatherly. Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Okay, so we're going to be continuing our Shane Black Christmas. Uh, previously, we reviewed Lethal Weapon and... Um, I can't remember now. Oh, uh, that's Boy Scout. <laughs> good wow. start. That's Got a good start. Good start, that, yeah. Consider, actually, going, going back to our reviews, the mm. fact you said it was that forgetful or forgettable, and I'm the one who's forgotten all about it. Mm. So we, we've gone through over those. Um, so we've now done two more Shane Black um, Christmas films. Um, we're going to be covering uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight and uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, so I think really it's sort of a... Two, two, two titles were kissing it. You're trying yes. to... Uh, tell, me, a, tell me something. It's a sub- it's subliminal messaging going on here. It is. It mm. is. It's a, sort of a romantic theme. Romantic. A, yeah. I think we are romantic chaps. So yeah. I mean, we're eating... We're having a meal as we podcast. I would say, yeah. We're having our dinner at the moment. So this is uh, dinner theatre. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are eating as we as we talk. Well, we we're, we're not eating as we talk because I'd be rude, but we're mm. we're eating in between. Yeah, it might actually shut me up for a bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we're going to cover Long Kiss Goodnight and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. We're going to be in chronological order, so we will start with um, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Okay. Um, that stars Gina Davis mm. uh, and Samuel L. Jackson. Gina Davis, when she was hot. She's very attractive. Mm. Yeah. Um. First impressions of this film. What are you, what are your thought? Gina Davis gets very, very wet. She does. Mm. Yes. And that was one of the distinctive memories when I saw this film the first time it came out in the cinema. Mm. Um, because I saw it in the cinema. Because she was, what was it? What year was it? 95? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I saw it in the cinema. Um, thought it was an in, it was an okay film. Mm-hmm. Didn't remember a thing about this, into, yeah. and then I rewatched it the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, the The problem we we have now is because of the way it was shot. When you watch it on DVD, the picture's condensed mm. because things. So, luckily, if you've got a decent enough TV, you can extend, yeah, and zoom the picture, zoom so you so you can do something Did with. Did you that. get on Blu-ray uh, DVD? I got on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Blu-ray has been remastered. I was going to say because I've done a read, yeah, yeah. redo version for Blu-ray. Um, I don't know. It's it it wasn't as good to me. Um, good. It wasn't as good as what? As it was in nineteen ninety five. Oh really? Mm. Yeah, I was very disappointed, and I and I found myself looking at my watch when I was watching this. Oh really? Mm. And I thought, out of all the films we picked, mm. apart from Lethal Weapon, this would be the one you'd wanna. Yeah, totally. Problem with it is from my perspective, is the fact that, like, how many innocent people die because of this one woman? Mm. Throughout the entire film, people die. Everywhere she goes, people die. They're not linked to the storyline. They'll, they'll all die. Yeah. And on Christmas Eve, what a shit Christmas their family's going to have because of Gina Davis. I think there's there's a couple of points. You're right. I totally agree. And there's actually two scenes in this. There's two scenes in this that really... Um, made me think you could not, you would not be able to put them in a film today. Okay. Um, but let, let's just sort of I'll quickly cover the plot, really, because I think this is one of the lesser known ones, really. Mm. Um, I would say this is even lesser known than Last Boy Scout, which is actually find a bit odd. But Gina Davis um, is very mumsy mum, living in small town New Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But very sort of milfy. 
Milfy, but in a sort of homely kind of way. In a milfy kind of way. Yeah, in a milfy, in a milfy mumsy kind of way. Mm. Um, it turns out she she basically lost her memory and, and you know came about eight years previously. She's got a daughter. She's now seen she someone. What? Sorry. She, her personality was came about eight years. Previously. No, you said what do you say? What do you say before that? Uh, about Gina Davis's character. Oh, she 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 was whopped, washed, she washed up on a beach. And she'd lost her memory. And she oh, yeah, sorry, I, d- I didn't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she had to develop her own character. It's <laughs> uh, terrible, isn't it? It is. That was a good joke, though. Um, so we learned about that. She, washed, then, she was washed up with a suitcase, though, wasn't she? She had a suitcase she had with some her. Detail, yeah, she had some minimal things, but nothing with a name on or anything like that. Um, yeah, because I think she had some clothes items and some of the bits and pieces. Because the, the brief... We'll get into them a bit. <clears throat> so basically, since then, she's been hiring private detectives, and they've had to get they've got basically got cheaper and cheaper so she could afford them. And she's now down to this sort of um, schmo that is played by Samuel L. Jackson, who's a bit of a con man really, rather than a private detective. Mm. Um, and she starts having flashbacks uh, after she has another car crash. So she has a car crash, and she starts having sort of flashbacks of being able to do certain things with a knife or you know other things. Um, and she she appears on the news. Oh, she kills someone in that car crash, and there's no accountability for it. D- does he die in that car crash? Yeah, he, he car crashes fire and burns to death. But she kill and she kills the, the deer as well by cracking its neck. Yeah, um, but there's no accountability. She just needs to go back to the car to see if he's okay. No, well, she could, she kills the deer. To be fair, yeah, without saving yeah. rather, I'm just going to rather than save him. Um, and who is he? He was just a friend of the family. I think he's just sort of like an old. Well, he's not deer. anymore, is he? Yeah, no, no. Well, he, he caused the crash. To be fair. Um, so, yeah, after the crash, she starts to have these flashbacks, and she's appeared on TV as like Mrs. Claus in the local parade, and people start tracking her down. And it turns out that in a previous life, basically before this accident that sort of vanished her memory, she was a spy for the CIA in some weird. This may sound familiar. Accident happens, memory erased, former spy being hunted by government agents. Change Gina Davis into Matt Damon. <laughs> it Matt- is. It's, it's the born identity. This film, which yeah. is unbelievable. But basically, it gets down. It turns out that the government are funding uh, uh, terrorist attacks on. This is why I don't think this film would play anymore. Uh, they were funding terrorist attacks on home turf and blaming it on um, Middle Eastern insurgents in either in either, in order to secure future budget. That's yeah. the film. And, and, she, and she also, had, uh, one thing you failed to mention is the fact that inside the film they said, just like we did with the Twin Towers, with the bombings. Of it's the, the bomb, but those are the Twin Towers. Towers. It's um. No, it's the Twin oh, it Towers. Is, yeah, 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 it was. It was. It was the bombing that happened before, wasn't it? Yeah, the bombing that happened before when they put the bombs in there. Yeah. Not, not the two. Not the. Not the, the plane. Not, not 9-11. Which happens six years later. But how how freaky is that? Yeah. yeah. You know. Well. Um. So she ends up getting on the run. She ends up getting her personality back. Um, and she turns out to be this badass spy and all this other stuff. Very quickly. Very quickly. Mm. Um, and like I say, it then becomes a, basically becomes a very... Shitty Christmas for everyone else. Yeah. But it's a solid action film, I would say. That's the plot, in a nutshell. Um, I, was, I, I actually really enjoyed this film. I wasn't... I, I said like yourself... I couldn't remember anything other than Wet Gina Davis. That's pretty much mm. all I remembered from this film. Um, and the ending, I thought, was really good. It was it was reminiscent of... Um, 
early 90s, late 80s action films. It was very of its time. It's dated, but I still thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I think the action... I think the action is good. I don't mm. think the action is, is is not any good. I think this just full of situations where you just go, things are unanswered. Like, for instance, the whole government thing. Even the President of the United States is behind this conspiracy from he's right from the beginning. It. Yeah, right from the beginning. When he's in his kitchen, in his dressing gown, making a cheese sandwich, talking to his people, as you do, and saying she needs to be sorted out. Yeah. Well, no, he basically says he's doing plausible deniability, isn't he? Because he's saying, don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know. I get what you're telling me. Mm. Go fix it, is what he's saying. Yeah. Which is pretty much the same thing, though, isn't mm. it? He's called Killer. But the problem is then is that you've got the bad guys against her. Yeah. You've got the government that's going to, uh, that's co co um, co with the bad guys. You've got the president that's backing up his men, who are all co conspiring with the bad guys. So everyone is against her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from Samuel Jackson. Apart from this badass cool. Yeah. Well, he's not really a badass. He's a bit of a wimp in this. Actually, this is Samuel not. Jackson. This is not Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. This is no. This is. This is um, this would be around the time of uh, um, Pulp Fiction, though. But it's not Pulp Fiction came before this. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is a um, Jules is his character in Pulp Fiction. Mm. This is a watered down version of Jules. Yes. This is. Yeah. No two ways about it. You know. Uh, I expected him to recite some passages from the Bible and justify it, shooting someone. There's in a this. couple. There is a couple of times when he does verge into that lurch into yeah. that sort of area um, there's a couple of really like you say about uncomfortable bits or things about the action there's a moment when uh, in fact I'm going to mention two things they basically when she um, her memory starts to come back she, they get given a name and they've got to make contact with this person who's in the government involved in the CIA mm. and it's a person to contact turns out to be Brian Cox who has been old since the 80s Scottish That's, Scottish yeah, Scottish actor, isn't he? But but he's been old since the mm. the eighties. Um, but also all, also appears in the Bourne films. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, is this the same dude? Is, is it is it the same thing? But they meet him at a train, or they're going to meet him at a train station, and then basically there's a shootout at a train station. Yep. To call it a shootout, excuse me, to call it a shootout is probably a bit of a misnomer. It's a massacre. Government agents walk in with machine guns and just mow down innocent people. Anyone that's there. And the cops that are there yeah, yeah, yeah. do nothing. No, they, just, they, well, they, they run. They run or they hide yeah. up against the wall yeah. as they're doing some shots. So in the age of uh, frequent mass shootings in America, mm. that scene made me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> when, okay. So I was a bit like, oh, this, this... That was the first scene where I was like, this wouldn't play in this day and age. If you put that in a film today... That would not work. People would that would that would I be. I don't know. Ended. I don't know because I think that you would get a studio note for that scene mm. saying, "No, we're not having that. That doesn't happen. The government cannot be seen to be killing innocent people in a random shootout." Because it is the bad guys that's doing it, not the government. It's the yeah, it's the people that work for the CIA because they've got to kill her. It's all very vague, though, isn't it? It you know? is. Because I mean, it's bit... like, are you a bad guy, or you're wearing a suit, or you are? Or you're wearing a trench coat. I'm confused, you know, and, I, and it's one of those. I'm noticing. I'm I'm noticing a bit of a pattern in these films. I think we'll get onto it. We get to kiss, kiss, bang, bang. It's, it's a similar mm. thing. Is the plot, the, the 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 conspiracy 
behind it all mm. um, is a little bit inconsequential. Because yep. really, let's be honest, the drugs thing in um, Lethal Weapon yep. is, 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 is a thing of, you know, we know it happens, it's coincidental, whatever it happens, it's, you know. But really, it's about the partners getting on and getting involved. The crime, it could have been any crime, couldn't it, really? Mm. As we said as well last week, the um, the conspiracy in um, Last Boy Scout, the gambling conspiracy in Last Boy Scout, is a little bit inconsequential. Again, it just sort of drives things, actions along, but not the plot. And the same in this. The government secret service or CIA um, uh, plot is actually a little bit inconsequential to um, the whole Gina Davis spy thing, really. Well, I don't. Un- <clears throat> well, I don't understand. Is that she falls off the cliff? You see that shot later on. She gets no. shot. Okay, yeah, she yeah, falls off the cliff, and she gets washed up along the shore. Okay, mm-hmm. she wakes up on the beach with no memory whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But in the film, there's a suitcase. Mm. Plume de flume? Where, where's that suitcase mm. come from? They do address that. Do they? Mm. So, Samuel L. Jackson and his assistant, mm. they've been keeping tabs on... Um, they've had... Because he's a former policeman. So they've been keeping tabs on if um, a certain credit card that she did have... So she's had a name. Mm. And she knew that some name, didn't she? If that name, a credit card, or whatever is used with that name on, and then comes up as a flag, um, they get it. They somehow they got hold of that. So she gets a lead that says, "Oh, we've now had this credit card that's been used. It's been declined because it hasn't been used for so many years. So it's expired or whatever." They track it back to this woman who was a landlord, and she basically was her. This, this landlord died, and her son found the suitcase in a cupboard and tried to use the credit card. That's mm. how they get hold of the suitcase. So it was just in somebody's cupboard from years before. I mean, if he's if he's that meticulous to go through the suitcase to get the credit card, right, then then surely he would have recognised the fact that in that suitcase, it was only... There was a, it there was was, a shotgun. No, there was a rifle. There was a rifle in there, which would have took up half of the suitcase. I always find that a bit sort of... Sorry, this, and way this, more, way more than yeah. the, the clothes. A clo- yeah, basically, you empty your suitcase. And you this still weighs a ton. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> you um, know. listeners, just so you know, there is actually this. This is being recorded on the nineteenth of December, and there's actually a um, there are carols going on outside the out the house. I think Santa may go past at some point on a sleigh. Really? Yeah. Um, but wow. no, I've always had a problem. Or could it be it, Gina Davis? It could be Gina Davis. Because she, she's a she's a sylph. She really. <laughs> That's just disturbing, to be honest. Um, it works you, for me. I, I figured it out quite quick. I wonder how many people out yeah. my house do. Um, um, no, I've always had that problem with, like, you know, sort of secret compartments in suitcases or uh, yeah, briefcases. Yeah. Cause, <clears throat> it's a cop-out, really. It's a cop-out, because you, you say, if you open something and you've mm. lost an inch and a half... Then you, you, you'll notice. Yeah. In, order, in order for this rifle to be hidden in the bottom of this... You might, but you would notice. Can I just say though, right? Mm. You think an inch and a half is quite big, yeah. <laughs> but in actual fact, I got a burst your bubble yet? Is it yet. not about? Is it not that big? No, 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 no. It's not. I'm no. so glad people can't see the distance. Yeah, I know exactly. And uh, yeah, but you keep thinking, you keep thinking to yourself, an inch and a half is okay. My wife tells me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so you get all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and you do get the sort of, going back to what we said last week about the pulp detective element of all this. This film is very pulpy. To the extent mm. that, I think it, it, there's elements, mm. to the extent that, in what, when they're in the hotel, you know, when and Samuel L. Jackson's sort of doing his he's watching on TV The Long Goodbye with Elliot Goulding, which is based on the Ray, Raymond Chandler novel. Mm. Which is obviously a 1930s detective pop thing, yeah, pop yeah, thing, I think. So there's loads of that throughout it. I would rather have that been appeared in. That would be an in joke that would have been better in the Last Boy Scout, to be fair. Mm. Um, but it feels it feels suitable for his for his stylings. We should also highlight with someone else. Um, uh, we've mentioned in the past is Rennie Harlan directs this film. Her husband. Her husband at Her the time. Her husband at the time. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, you know, he's done a couple she, of films. She was married to um, Jeff Goldblum before this. Mm. So Yeah. Sounds like... So basically, if you she, want to get she, in bed... She, with, she'd be married four times. It does sound like if you want to get involved with Gina Davis, just work on a film with her. I've, <laughs> dra- I've directed a few, so... You've directed a few films with Gina Davis. No, I mean, I've directed a few <laughs> films, so I mean, yeah. she's looking for a new director. If she's, uh, yeah, well, she's doing the Exodus thing at the moment. She's, on, she's pretty... Is she? Yeah, I haven't seen mm. it yet. Um... But it's got that sort of um, bombastic stylings. Um, mm. I think the third act in this film is brilliant. Um, but so many people die, and the Christmas is ruined for so many people. How do you have a happy end into a film like this? If this film had taken place in the summer... Yeah. Would that have played better for you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the timing of this at Christmas sucks. Because the underlying tone of this is the fact that people get slaughtered all over the place, you know, and they're all innocent. There's lots of innocent deaths in this. At least with Lethal Weapon, bad guy gets shot, good guy gets shot, bad guy gets shot. Whereas, it is quite murky, I agree. You know, it's it, this is this is people get killed all over the place. Lots of people. And also as well, the guy that they go to see that Samuel L. Jackson hits over the head with a, with a tie iron. I'm yeah. not sure if you've ever picked up a tie iron Yeah, they're pretty sturdy. I was you hit someone sturdy. over the head with that, you are going to... You are gonna crack their skull open yeah or possibly even kill them you know tie irons are, are but this is the movie world this is a this is it, this is um you know and in movies you can punch someone and knock them out or you can hit them over the head with a tire iron and they're just dazed for a few seconds whilst you get away it's mm. yeah I, I know what you mean yeah it's just one of those things but I did you notice right at the beginning of the film when she's starting to find her powers and she's cutting carrots. Powers is an interesting... Actually, I'm, I'm, interested, yeah. I'm glad you said that. We'll come on to it in a minute. Well, she's cutting carrots. Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I want you to watch this film back if you haven't seen this, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen to the dog. Right. Because the dog in the background that's barking is barking jingle bells. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the okay. background. Okay. So the entire, in that entire scene, yeah. you got a dog barking jingle bells. I, 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 I just I wanted to hear this to you all day. It's really weird, but yeah. I, I will actually. I'll check that out. Okay? Mm. Um, one thing I'll say is, um, you say about powers, mm. and when I was watching this, I was a bit like, "Is this actually a superhero film?" Because by the end of it, she, it's this. No, no, no. Not not in that. Not in a real true sense, but in the structure of, like, because she is. She, some of the stuff she does at the end is not. It's movie. 
universe plausible, but it's not realistic. Plausible. But is this, is this is John McClane Die Hard four and five plausible rather? Than... But is it is this is this Gina Davis? Is this Rennie Harlan's attempt or Shane Black's attempt at Nikita? Yeah, um, no, um, yeah, again, other thing, but what other female agent or badass characters are there? And I came up with Nikita, mm. La Femme Nikita, and Salt, which was... Uh, and La- and Laura Croft. Well, yeah, but that's it. There's very few. So it was, I, I, I like this from a sense of, like, she's a, it's a female badass character. Barbarella? Barbarella's not a badass character, though, is she? It's a bit... It's a bit mm. cheap, yeah, I suppose. And, and crap. Catwoman? But in, in modern age, not really... Well, she, yeah, not main characters though. I'm talking like main characters. Like who's doing this? She's the main antagonist. She's the protagonist. She's the character that's running. Oh, Catwoman um, was the main character in Catwoman. Oh, you're talking about the the Halle Berry, uh, yeah, travesty. Halle Berry, Halle Berry in, in 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 leather. That's about the only good thing about that film. Yeah. Um, what about um, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh, female characters. We're talking about female characters, mm. weren't we? What about uh, so really strong female characters? I'm talking about like badass action female characters. Wonder Woman from the comics, but not from the films. I'm talking about movie. Like before now, like Wonder Woman was again was sort of like you know in that parlance of like cheesy '70s shows. But again, yeah. not a real badass. This is a this is an area that I don't think people were willing to go into. I don't think you get anything like her again. What about the chick from Bewitched? You know the one I used to. You know, you just gone off on some weird tangent around like any female character you can think of. (laughs) I'm just trying to be. I'm thinking to be helpful. I'm thinking the only other, the the next time you get someone similar to this is Trinity from The Matrix. Mm. And again, she's not really a main character, but she's up there. She's in the the main like the Trinity of that film. But a a woman. What about Jodie Foster in The Accused? I'm not even touching that. Oh, that's 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 your defence. That's you're entitled to it. Well, she's a strong character. It is, and there's a real oh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Well, we, you know, and we with this definition of strong characters, women, uh, but women that's more of a, strong. Yeah, characters. but that's like a death wish kind of thing, isn't it? That's more of a. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, a, I spit, I spit, in your, I spit in your grave. Yeah, you know, revenge. Sort of right, okay, so but that's the thing. Then you get for female characters, you get revenge-driven. Which is this horror fantasy? Which is which is what well, is this though? Because this, this is, is a revenge film. Of course, it is. It's a revenge. Who film. is she taking revenge on? Well, she, she didn't finish a job, and then her family. Yeah, but is... they're taking revenge on her. They're tracking her down. If no, yeah. if they didn't bother, mm. right? If she hadn't appeared in that TV show, none of this would have happened. Like no one, no one attacks her for her to take revenge. It's her trying to find out her memory, isn't it? Yeah. So I see what you're saying, but I, I don't. No, I don't get. I don't buy that so much. Mm. Um, I just think yeah, for a positive. I would say positive because the other thing as well is that like you get. I almost when I watched it, I was thinking, oh, you get you, you get two. There's two versions of this character. You get the mumsy one at the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, the brunette, and then then she becomes blonde and badass, and she becomes um, Charlie, whatever they call her. You know, the character. Um, she Bob. becomes the super spy. Bob. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Well, I can't the name, but she basically becomes the super spy character. But she, it's it's and Nikita. Like, it's Nikita. She becomes the femme Nikita. Yeah. Right. And it's not until the end because she becomes all cold and she's like, she's like, you know, kid, get away. Basically, you know, yeah. Like, I, didn't, like, really? I didn't have that kid. That kid's not mine. She's the woman I was. The, the problem is, but, the problem is, right? Is that and and you know this with Alex and and you know, it, the bond between a mother and daughter, yeah, is special. And oh, it unique. is. And you, and there's no way 
Regardless of being a cold-hearted killer, you you would not. But that's what happens. I think I think that happens in the film. No, she, I think that what happens is when she she when she becomes Charlie again, she wants to distance herself because mm. it's all panic. It's like it's um you know I don't want well what the life I had before was easy. It was clean cut. I was given orders. I killed someone. I moved on. I could I was freewheeling that sort of thing. Yeah. And then she became this this mumsy mum after she loses her memory and she takes on responsibility. She becomes a school teacher. She has a child. There's a scene at the end though when she's trapped in the freezer mm. with the little girl because they take the girl hostage, which mm. was the obviously obvious thing to do, where she becomes the third character. She blends into a character that is an amalgamation of both the mumsy mum and the badass. Yeah. Because she's now using it's the love and emotion from the mumsy mum using the badass skills of the, of the to protect her daughter. So you're right. I totally agree that you but, can't. But she finds that bond again. But this is a training video for social services. Let's be honest. Oh god, yeah. yeah. That kid's that, not kid's, that kid. That kid has got psychological damage for yeah, the rest of her yeah. life. You know. I mean, yeah. this is like. Yeah. You know, that that kid's going to be really just yeah. have issues and everything else. You know. Anyway. But um, and or she does, the kid doesn't listen, right? Because at the end of it, like Jean Davis is beaten to to balls, like she's bloody, she's battered, she's stabbed, and she's bleeding, and like she gets the kid's safety and says, "Run! Just don't look back, just run!" And then she sends the kid off, and she collapses, and the kid turns around and runs back, mm. and I was just like, all I could think of is like that frustration that I have whenever I talk to my daughter, and she's just like, "No!" and you're just like, "Oh, <laughs> just listen once." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but do, do, do you think that Gina Davis though is uh, see my problem with this? Okay, and I'll, I'll stand by this. Mm-hmm. Is that my problem with Gina Davis in this role? Is that Gina Davis was given this role because she was married to Rennie Harlan? Okay, make no mistake about that. That's why Cutthroat Island happened, and she had the lead in that. Okay, <sighs> that film's awful. It is awful, but that's but again, you know, hey. you cast that film. Is that Rennie Harlan? That's Rennie Harlan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You cast that film with another lead, and that film would have had a different outcome to it. Mm-hmm. It really would have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem I've got with this film more than anything else is that the fact that Gina Davis, to me, is not the killer type. Now, I know this can work in two ways. Yeah? Okay. I know that you can like, you know, expect the unexpected kind of thing, but I think that's bullshit. I think that you, you if you were to cast someone else in that role, her face is just, she's too... She's, angelic. She is too angelic to be a killer. She is too angelic to be a killer. I, I get that, and I actually think, because the pro- the, she always played, although she is beautiful, or was beautiful... Yeah, yeah. Um, you know... When I see the other characters she plays, when she played in The Fly, you know, against Jeff Goldblum, or when she's Beetlejuice. in Beetlejuice, she always plays more like that girl next door yeah, kind of role. Yeah. And that's what she plays at the beginning of this film, isn't it? She's like yeah, the hot the mom fo- or the, the one, yeah. Yeah, the one girl next door. So when she becomes the badass hot agent, there, there is an element of it sort of feels a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. That Yeah, this I, this is who you were before that. Yeah, it's not convincing, you know. It's. Uh, I see what you're saying. It, it's just not convincing enough. She's not, it, not not so much the story of it. It's more the case of um, she's not. It's not convincing in a in a in a sort of like as a as a casting perspective. Yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 you I, know, can, I can see it 100. percent I think people like I don't know. She's just too too glamorous to be the character yes. she was playing. No, I agree. I can, I can completely understand where you're coming from. That I, I, yeah. But you, you, but you, you know, we like her, mm. and uh, you know, and and she, but, and I'm not dissing the film because I, you know, the film's the film's okay, but it, it's 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 not as enjoyable as I remembered it mm. was the first time round. Probably because watching it the second time, sustainability and everything else. Um, but also as well, you see, it's it's 
it takes the timelines are very blurred on this because mm. this happens very quickly but over a long few days yeah because it's, it's the week running up to christmas yeah i know and it's like and most of the most of the deaths happen on christmas eve mm. which is kind of like i don't know i don't know would you if you were a fella yeah right would you take it back after all this has happened It's it's a good question actually, because mm. there's an he she's obviously been dating this guy for a while, mm-hmm. right? She's been dating this guy for a while, uh, so he knows about her non-past, mm. you know, and he, he he's obviously quite close to the to the daughter in a sort of fatherly kind of way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with them as a sort of almost, an almost family unit. Like they're clearly going to get together. Yep. But then it's the week before Christmas, and this secret, sorry, this uh, private eye turns up, and he's like, "I found this briefcase, and actually, we've got a lead on your identity." Mm. And she jumps in the car and buggers off. The week leading up to Christmas, oh, oh, and what happens the night before? Don't forget yeah. that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. She gets so attacked they, in her house, yeah. child. She just leaves the child and her husband there. That's and the just point. Goes, you know, yeah, yeah. This, 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 I'm she, off now. She says, well, Good luck. I've, I've Look a, after yourself. Yeah, that's it. There's, that a, was, there's a gun in the cellar. That's what I found. That's actually that's what. I felt was like she's off with Samuel L. Jackson mm. and she's like I'll ring you every day and I was like well it's not going to help if you're ringing from sort of wherever you are and you just hear gunfire in the background because they've come to the house again mm. it, yeah I was a bit like surely you'd send them off somewhere safe yeah some safe house get the police involved and at no point is she a wanted criminal by the police no it never I comes mean, up you know, she, well she's killed, never she's, happens she's killed countless people <laughs> But this you know, is the same which, thing which as, regardless of the reasons... This is movie logic again. This is the same as Joe Hallenbeck in Lost Boy Scout. You know, his gun being used to kill yeah. a policeman. And never addressed and, again. And it's, never, it's never mentioned or, or it never comes up. It's it's just... Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I like I like things a bit more cleaner cut, yeah. you know, I think. Well, okay, I see what you're saying. I, I really enjoy the action in this. I think that you, I agree that the plotting is murky. Yeah. To the extent of, like you say, it's clear that the president sort of knows what's happened and wants it cleared up but doesn't want to be told yeah right however at the end of the film he's like her best friend she's on the phone to him directly oh can we have your back yeah oh no no it's alright there'll be a huge paycheck in it for you no I'll be alright and just tapping the money she's got in her new convertible car which which was obviously the money she'd made as a spy previously but Uh, never really mentioned but also during the film there is no chemistry between her and Samuel L. Jackson at all the chemistry isn't there (laughs) Yet, yet we are led to believe that they'll kiss each other. Well, no, no, no. There's and never there's no. tries to be this sexual chemistry. I, I would say, nothing. I would say, no, I disagree with that. I would say, um, I would say that it's it's never supposed to be um, like it's never meant to be sexual tension. It's never supposed to be. But there's there's elements of it though. She he kiss- he no only when she becomes the spy. Yeah. And I, I take that as I read that as her acting out against everything that she had done for the past eight years okay. I, I didn't see that as being he she fancied him mm. I, I it could have been anybody like that could have been any regardless of the character or the actor that could have been anybody um and it, yeah it, she was basically acting out against being the mumsy type and wanting to prove that she could just sort of like sleep with anyone regardless of anything and move on that was yeah. she was almost proving herself to herself she rather never called. she never called I, I would have i would have said yes i felt there was definite by the end of the film, mm. 
I believed that these two were friends and would back each other up. I believed that Samuel L. Jackson was immortal. <laughs> yeah, I've got that down as well. It's <laughs> blown out of a pane glass window through the air, probably about 40 feet, One of my 50 notes. feet, yeah. into a tree yeah. to fall down with his hands right. tied in a chair. Okay, this is, this is my note. How is Sam Jackson not killed when blown out of the window? <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> he, he then gets up, and then he gets beaten up, then he gets blown up, and then... Shot. He, and then shot, and then obviously he still saves the day by driving and the he car. he drives the car. Gra- granted, he is playing it. He's not like playing it like John McClane in Die Hard 5, where he can just shrug it off. He is playing it like he's been beaten to hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, but... But, but he's still... Re- I, I really like him in this film as well, actually. I think he's quite... A, oh. I think he's quite funny. Um, and has some awful... Uh, wardrobe choices, whether that's for them or not, I don't care. But you know, it's also um, I, I, you know, when he wears all like, the the Kangol caps backwards, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a thing mm-hmm. for him. Is this where it comes from? Because he has a woolly one in this, and I was a bit like, oh, is that a bit weird? Is yeah, is that like is that supposed to be a joke? Um, okay, so the other things I thought were really interesting in this film, um, the opening credits on this film, yeah. When you watch them, you have to watch them back again, I think, because they're actually... The scenes throughout the opening credits are all scenes from the film. Mission Impossible style. Oh, yeah, and the signatures and stuff. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it goes through. The entire film, actually, when I went back and checked, is laid out in the opening credits. Hmm. So that's quite, I thought that was quite interesting. To be honest with you, I've I've watched it... I watched it once at cinema, mm-hmm. once, um, once watching it all through for this podcast... Yeah, yeah. And then last night I fast forwarded it to the water scene and I just watched that watched that a few times. Yeah, yeah. Just, on a loop. Just on loop. On loop. So I haven't really got back to the credits really. No, you I, should you should have a look though. Yeah, well I just try and understand that water scene and I can't really get my head around it, so I need to watch it a few more times. Mm. Okay, I'll let you get back to that one. And the freezer scene's quite cool as well. Yes. Yeah. Quite, she looks quite nippy in there. Yeah, she it does. clearly is. Yeah, yeah quite nippy. a little chilly. Um, the other thing I'll say that I was going to mention was. Um, there's a scene where she's basically watching her daughter through the scope of a rifle. Well, I'm ready to shoot her. And I was, well, that was, because she's using it to have a look around the town. And there was a moment where I was like, is she, are we supposed to read this? That she's actually yeah. willing to kill that's her? What, that's what, that's what imply it, but she doesn't because she can't. Because she doesn't, oh. Is that, and that's the first step between the two characters yeah. merging. But no, I, I did, I, I found that. I was a bit like, um, yeah, I was like, it's quite a nice shot. It works well. But mm. I was like, Am I supposed to take it she's willing to kill her daughter to completely distance herself from? She gets they get, and they get about the country quite quickly, as well. Mm. There's one one time when they're in New York and then they got to go up past uh, up to Niagara Falls. Well, they're not that far apart. They're a couple hundred miles. But that's that's the whole point. Is the yeah. fact that like you know it's from the time the, the, the time it takes time to drive to get up trouble. there. It's just yeah. like well, you know geographically. Yeah. You know. So really, I think I enjoyed this film. Mm. But what would you give out of ten? Five. Shane Black's not doing too well, really, is he? I think no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm actually going to say that I'm going to give it a six and a half. That's fair enough. I think there's some good bits in it that I really enjoy. Mm. Um, and we said we said in the last two that there's no like big explosions. Well, there's one or two big explosions, you know. Oh, this this one. This one's, this got, one's got some real explodey yeah. action in it, which is clearly like which is less. Shane Black, more Rennie Harlan. Yeah. Like when the bridge blows up at the end and the car's all taken off and stuff, I thought, yeah, that's quite good. How she goes through the window and doesn't break her neck as well. well things like this. There's a couple of know. things. That's why I've known it as a five. Yeah. From a believability factor. So, and 
yeah, but that's unsilliness. It was a I, bit too silly at certain points. Okay, so this was this was too far into the sort of action. Yeah, this, madness. Is, this is too. This is too Gina Davis, Gina McLean. It, it, yeah, it read. It, it came across Die Hard. Female five. Die Hard. Yeah. Okay, five six point five. Okay, so let's jump forward ten years. Because uh, I know we, I know it's meant to twentieth century geek. Mm. But I wanted to sort of round this out with uh, with four films, really. Oh, is it ten years later? Ten That's years later, this shit. one. So this okay. is 2005. Really? 2005, Kiss right. Kiss Bang Bang. Mm. Um, which, having watched it this time, in this in this uh, quartet of films, yep. I would say is the, the most subdued of the four of them. Mm. Uh, in the fact that like there's less, it's not explodey explodey action. But it's it's very it's a very downplayed film. It is extremely. All so way what, what were your okay? So 2005, we talk. Uh, this is um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, part of his comeback from being a naughty naughty boy. Val uh, Kilmer. Val Kilmer, who I have to say, I actually really enjoy in this film. Yeah, as uh, Gay Perry. Yeah. Um, Which is actually his name on the credits as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, she's called Gay Perry. And uh, I've got to get to know uh, Michelle Monaghan um, as Harmony, who's like the, the woman, uh, the girl involved Good in all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts about it then? Because it hit me with your um, general thoughts. Sur- surprisingly, surprisingly loved it. Thought it was really, really good, and and Robert Downey Jr. is is just brilliant in it. Val Kilmer's great in it, mm. and it and it's nice because you know it's it's a it's not a cop, a good guy bad guy film. It's 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 a very unusual kind of film, you know, where you have a you have a guy that stumbles in, uh, you know, a criminal stumbles into an acting audition and becomes. I uh, love that scene. You know, and it's like, it's just so well played. Everything's so played, and and there's lots of black humor. All throughout, this, yeah. it's humorous all the way through. I would say the thing I wanted to say is before I want to get your opinion before because I've been dying to know what you thought of this film. I loved it. I loved the film. This is out of all of them. Mm. I would say is the purest Shane Black film. Mm. Okay. Because um, for the fact of the matter is, it was directed by Shane Black as well as written was by Shane Black. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. So I didn't know if you'd look at that. But that's no, what this I didn't was. know so that. This, this is probably. The purest, because all those um, all those references to the 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 pulp novels. Yeah. Um, what's he called, Johnny um, Johnny Gossamer? That's the, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, throughout, yeah. that is what that is what Shane Black loves. If he if yeah. he could write a Johnny Gossamer book, oh no, wait, he did. That's what this is totally about. And I love that about this film that this is um, it's out of time. This is. It's, a, I think it's. I think it's, it's a very well. I mean, the characters are really good as well. I mean. Robert Downey Jr. is very likable, but uh, you know, gay what's his Perry. Name? Gay Perry. Ga- Val Kilmer, yeah. Val Gary is brilliant as well, but you know, and it's it's all rather uh, it's the story line. There's not much of a storyline there. Again, really, you know, this is again one of those things. Like we've said with the others, yeah. The conspiracy behind all this is yeah. some bloke who's divorced from his wife wants to make sure that his daughter doesn't get some of the money, so he brings in a, a look-alike... A look-alike, doppelganger. A doppelganger to stand up in court or some other form and mm. give a testimony that she will not take it so they can sign off it, and then he basically kills her off, and it goes into that whole thing. And then it turns out there's something to do with the, the Harmony's sister, and it all entangles a bit, and it gets a little bit confusing at times. I had to really sit and think about it all, how it all tied together. Mm. But... For the for the most part, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then and then there's an underlying story, of course, about Val Kil- Val Kilmer is a, a private detective. Yeah. But also a funder of 
films as well. Yes. He plays invests money in films. Yeah. And, in LA. And, and then you've got Robert Downey Jr., who is a criminal and it's now become an actor. Yeah. By accident. Uh, by accident, and is considered for this role of this film. Um, and so he's gone. He's gone out there to have detective lessons, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. In New York. In let's talk about the audition scene. That's brilliant. Yeah. Because he, he, you know, I hadn't watched this in a while, so watching it again, he's in the he's in the toy shop, <laughs> talking to his niece, and he's like, "So is it this one or is it that one?" Yeah, he's he's broken into yeah, the yeah. shop. And when the alarm goes off, they're like, "What's that?" He's like, "Nothing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to go. Yeah. Running down the alley, and then the. The, the <laughs> woman the woman comes out with a shot with the with the pistol uh, yeah. the, the pistol and starts shooting yeah and, and then he runs shoots his friend yeah you know and he runs up the stairs from the police car into the audition and then they think he's method acting and it's probably one of the there's a there's, there's a couple of scenes in this yeah where I think Robert Downey Jr. is he knows that this is almost like his is this is his second it's chance. Very close to, to real life for him as well, you know, yeah. some of these things. And I think there was a couple of moments in this when he's like, this is me getting my acting chops out and really going for it mm. um, to prove I've still got it sort of thing. Because I think this is what gave him Iron Man and, and, and all that. Do you think? Else. I, I think without this, he, he wouldn't have been Iron Man. Because mm. this proved he still had the... Oh, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's just phenomenal. When he, like, say, when he pulls in and he's a bit confused and the woman reads in the line and she's like, you know... It, it's your fault that he died or something, whatever the story is in the, the script. Mm. And he's like, what? And all of a sudden it, it dawns on him and he just goes mental. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he, he wanted in. It, was, it wasn't me. It was, and they're like, they're like this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're like, we found the new Brando. This is it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And they're, they're only, I mean, so they never good. intend to give him the part as no, well no, throughout no, the no, entire no. film. Which is another great in-joke. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Oh, no, uh, Johnny Depp or Colin Farrell wanted enough money, so you've just been brought in Colin to, Farrell, yeah. to, to scare him into knocking a couple of million off. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing, I'm sorry, the whole thing is played so well. Um, and it's almost like... It's, for me, it's almost forgotten. It's like, okay, that's the instigator of why you're going to LA and why mm. you've got to meet Gay Perry and why you're at the party. And then from that point, it's a detective story. I like the narration. I was well. going to ask you about that because yeah. that's obviously a very thirties detective trope, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it, and, yeah, but it, and it's very yeah, it's very pulp esque, you know. Because mm. I mean, you get these gritty kind of like nineteen forties kind of like black and white films, you know, and he goes, What's a man gotta do around here to get a break? You know, and you mm. see this man walking up an alley, you know, and it's the steam coming from the from the the, the, the drains, you yeah. know, and, and and he's not talking, but him as a character is talking. The narration you know? over it is it always... was just started like any other day that day. It, that's it, you know, and it's it like, is, you know, it's that, it could be Bogart and, kind of thing. Yeah, and it is completely is a pulp novel. But absolutely. they also they also poke fun at the narration. Mm. In that it, it's done and it's oh, yeah, done it's well. Done, it, it breaks down the fourth wall. But then he goes, yeah. "Oh wait, no, it's, it's, it's Deadpool." I've, yeah, because yeah, before Deadpool, because he stops yeah. halfway through a narration and says, "Oh, actually, no, wait, I've actually forgot to tell you something. I'm a terrible narrator. We're going to go back, and I've got to remind you something. Yeah. Why so and so that so." They do. They poke fun at that whole. And he, said, he does say thing. something, but doesn't he? Can we edit that? We can edit that, yeah, can't we? Yeah, yeah. We don't have to keep that in, right? So, yeah, I mean, like I say, the plot. I'm, there's no even point talking about the plot. I don't think it's more. No. This is more of a character-driven piece, and I think the scenes are really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we've talked about um, the chemistry between the the leads and the headers in the in the previous films. I actually think, like I say, you know, this is second only to. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, mm. like 
Robert Downey Jr. and the scenes between Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Val Kilmer in this, they're so snappy. Like they they work so well. Yeah. Um. There's a clear like almost disdain from Val Kilmer. Mm. Um. The two ones are like is uh, so I forget what's happened. Oh, so the sarcasm. I the love sarcasm. The sarcasm. But he's like he's basically he's trying to leave, and Danny Jr.'s in a bad place. And he's leaning against. He's sat on the floor, leaning against his car. He's like, okay, well I'm leaving now. And he's like, okay, okay. And he's like, no, no, look, I'm leaving. And he's like basically like, literally pushing his face off the car. <laughs> and he's like, just get off. Yeah, he is uh, the character. I think the chemistry between them is. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah, absolutely great. I mean, the, the the blooper reel at the end of the DVD. It's really good to yes. watch as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah, the balance works quite well. The lady who plays Harmony, I don't know who that is. Sorry. Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, I don't know where else she's been in, but I've seen her in a few things, I think. Um, but she she's brilliant as well. She plays it really, really well. But the, every one of these characters you like, and that's the thing about this film I found quite interesting, is that I liked all these characters. Mm. You know, I love Robert Downey, sort of like almost manic delivery of things, yeah. you know. And, and, and well it escalates that's what I think he, yeah. he's, he comes into it quite confident at the beginning he's a bit like oh Hollywood phonies yeah and he just kind of loses the plot yeah. as those things go on yeah. doesn't he you as know? he loses his finger and, and he loses gets... his finger that was brilliant yeah. you know did I just cut off your finger in the door yeah. yes and, and then he gets eaten by a dog yeah do you, do you mind picking it up because I, I don't want to look at it yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. well I'm just going to pass out now yeah well it's even um, you know when he's on the phone he's on the because they've, they've the body has been found in the back in the boot of yep, the car yep, yep. and that sort of thing, and then they've got rid of it again. And then it turns up in the shower. In the shower, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He turns around and he, cause he's peeing, in this, and he's on the phone to Gay Perry. <laughs> so, uh, I just, I just, I've just, I've just, just peed on it. I just peed all over it. Can I get the? And he's like, Why pee? did you pee what? on a? How what, did you pee in a car? What are you course? doing to pee on a body? It's a long story. And they yeah. check it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know, down hits the hits the side, doesn't it? Boom, yeah. to the floor. It's um. It's very yeah. It's a very dark humor. Oh, it's very great. dark humor. It's great. I mean, I, I can't I can't say enough about this film. I was really worried you wouldn't like this film. I loved it. I was really worried I you wouldn't loved like it. it. I think I think this is this is is everything about this film I like. You know, I like the I like the chemistry between two. I love the sarcasm. You know how much mm-hmm. I like sarcasm. I love Robert Downey Jr. Anyway, I think he's a fantastic actor. And I mean, very talented on many different levels. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I love I love the the humor. Of it, it's almost slapstick-esque at certain points, you know. That do you know what? The, that I would say is the only possible flaw I would give this film. Okay, is that at times I think the humour is played a little bit too broad. Okay, and I know it's there to undercut the tension or undercut something that's gone on in a scene, mm. but there are times I'm a bit like, oh, I'm not sure if that was totally needed. And that's obviously totally Shane Black. He obviously wants to punch it with a joke or something. But then there was parts I'm thinking, is that was that Robert Downey Jr. ad-libbing? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just thought, oh, it's actually really good. We'll keep that in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a bit... Not very often, just once or twice, where I'm a bit like, I don't think that scene needed... Spider in the bra was brilliant. I love that. <laughs> I did not grab your tit. Generally, yeah. there was a spider in your bra. Yeah, right. And then they find the... The, the, the balls, you yeah. know, and it's just like... The complete and absolute despair of his life that's yeah. just spiralling well, out of control. The bit where it tumbles apart, and you, you can tell that he's almost like um, he's reached a point where he's like, I, either I've got to take control of this, or I'm just at a complete like rock bottom. When he uh, accidentally, he, he's fallen asleep in the back of the car because of the drugs, 
and he he wakes up at one of the kidnappers' houses, walks yeah. in, and then he see, he's like, he hides under the sofa, sees the girl killed, and he puts a finger in her mouth to shut yeah, her up. to shut her up. But at that that's the point where he's like, it almost um, it clearly he's breaks in too him. deep now. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm in over my head. Yeah, yeah. And, but emotionally, you can tell he's like, I'm. You're screwed. not. You're not going to shoot me. Because he gets <laughs> yeah yeah, and then yeah, because then he's like then he's but then he shoots him three more times. Yeah, and he's like but. In that moment, in the moment of killing that person, I don't think he saw another option. No. He was completely down with, the only option in this situation is me to kill this person. Mm. And it's not until afterwards that he's like, I've just killed a person. And it's not like... He plays oh, it well. Plays it's, it so yeah, well. But it's not like, oh shit, I've killed a person. As in, like, what am I going to do? It's, oh my God, I've been driven to the extent of, I've just killed a person. But even in 2005, all the forensics and DNA and everything else that's, uh, that's linked to all these scenes where yeah. he's been, you know, yeah, yeah. and he's... Well, it's blue. well, he literally says, he says, like, my fingerprint. And he's like, well, wipe your fingerprints off. He's like, it's not that easy. <laughs> and then, then the dog eats it. He's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's, well, the bridge sequence when, uh, you know, the shootout on the bridge. <laughs> the end of the film. And, yeah. and, 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 the, and the coffin going off the bridge and him grabbing hold of the woman's body. Yeah. And it's just like... Dropping down onto the car and oh, it's just brilliant! It, it's just worked brilliant. so well. Uh, oh, it's great. I think it's a great, great film, great, great film. And I and, and yeah, it's one I'm going to get for my collection on Blu-ray, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those because I have got the I say I've got the DVD and I do think about would I upgrade to Blu-ray on this because it's it is yeah, it's so I good. I, I, I do go back and watch this every now and then. No, I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again. It's um, it was a feel-good movie. I went I went to bed that night feeling good. Because uh, uh, yeah, because it there's two because the endings because the endings uh, weird, right? Mm. The, the, the ending is it's a bit the ending's a bit Return of the King, mm. in that it has multiple endings. Mm. So you get the ending where he wakes up in hospital after everything that's happened, and he's sat there and he's obviously a bit bu- bru- you know bruised, and then they bring out the fact that Gay Perry, um, spoilers because you know if you watched it, they they pull out that Gay Perry. Hasn't died. Now, this is one of the points where I thought that this is where I thought the, the humour was a bit too much. And he has the narration of like, well, of course we brought him back. You know, well, that's how all these this, that's how all these stories end. Mm. Um, and, you know, he, he causes all, all the other characters, oh, they, from Elvis but, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, but then he's like, well, why don't we just bring back everybody? So they bring back the two kidnappers and the main baddie. And then Elvis walks mm. in and all this stuff. And I was a bit like, I get the joke, but it would have just been funnier if you'd have just done I'll yeah, yeah. kill him a bit. And then they've got the two of the ta- the two of their endings. So at that point, I was like, "Oh, that's going to be the end." And then they go into the, uh, the Harmony character's sister's funeral, or they go back to their hometown. And for some unknown reason, I don't not unknown, but it's, it feels a little bit odd. Val Kilmer's Gay Perry goes to Harmony's dad's bedside because it turns out that he was basically a, a molester. He molested Harmony's sister. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, yeah. And 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 her, uh, the 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 whole point of her, the sister coming to Hollywood, was to find her real yeah. dad because because Harmony told her like no 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 look the reason he molested you is because you're not really his daughter your real mm. dad's out there and he, he's an actor and all this other stuff. And she, that she did of, she did in a justified kind of way. Oh yeah, to yeah totally. Her, you no, know. no, it was all. It was but all turned out to, turned out to be bad in it the just end. Turns, yeah, that's just a, it was wasn't her fault. Mm. And that obviously ties into the plot. But. Um, uh, when he goes to the bedside and he's like, "Oh, big man, take it," you know, because he slaps him, doesn't he? He says, "I'm heavy, you're feeling like," beats him. He says, "You're an animal," and sort of stuff. It lasts about I don't know two minutes. The scene, and it's almost like 
I don't know. I, I watch it and then watch this time. I was a bit like, I don't even think that's needed. Probably not. Probably At not. all. I think it just ties up a loose end, doesn't it? You it know. sort of does, but I don't know. It would have. I think it would have been better if mm. it would have been the Downey Jr. character doing it in a slightly different way. That would have felt more satisfying to me because mm. it's, it's going back to Downey Jr.'s hometown as well. And Downey Jr. knew the family. So for him to go back and do it, I think, would have been more satisfying for me. Mm. And then you get the final end, which is Downey Jr. reading it into a... recording himself... Because mm. this is obviously months later, and they're all better. And it turns out he's now a partner, oh, yeah, yeah, detective, yeah. and they're selling the story to be a Hollywood film. Yes. And uh, and then uh, you know you get Valkyrie leaning in, and he's sort of like going, "All right, well, it's over now. Go away. You, you're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. go home. Go home." And it's a bit. It's a very Ferris Bueller kind of. It is. It's all very meta. Moment, it's all it? very meta. But at each of those points, I'm a bit like. But it's kind oh, of like end, end, end of the film, another little bit, and then break down the third wall. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. yeah. I'm well, sure, you know. I I, I don't know. I, mean, I I think saying Ferris Bueller actually, I think if this film was made today, mm. okay, in 2016, so it's like say ten years later, I think that meta moment of him doing the narration um, over the in, into the camera directly mm. into the camera, the meta moment would have been a sting. Would have happened after the credits. I think they'd have ended it with that moment, or ended it a different way, and then they'd have had that. That's that a, a Ferris Bueller thing. It's a Ferris yeah, Bueller yeah. thing, exactly. And I think that's I think, how they would have ended it. And I think that'd be more interesting. I think. I think. I yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from on that, but I, I do think that. Uh, I think the payoff is good in this film. I think it's a good payoff mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the day. You know that payoff on the bridge and everything, brilliant. And Val Kilmer surviving. I think you know there's scope here for another film. I feel. I would love them to do a follow-up to this. Mm. Uh, this is, like I said, I think... Kiss Kiss Bye Bye or something like that, you know? Yeah, or, this could totally have had a... Yeah, deserves a Could have been a franchise. Yeah, because, um, like it... I said before, like you, this is this is a better version of Last Boy Scout. Oh, 100%. Okay, and I, I, I will accept that. I know you really didn't like Last Boy no. Scout. No, um, But this is a better version, and it ends on a similar note. So you said about how could a football star become a... A private detective. How does a con man slash actor become a private detective? It's the same thing. It's just two. It just becomes the buddy film, doesn't but the, it? The, but the, 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 but that, yeah. But I mean, that's more plausible. I think that's more plausible. Okay, I, don't, okay. I don't. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But but yeah. But I I like. Um, He's much more of a likable character from from the day one. For your point of view, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think having seen them both now, I would rather see a follow up to this than Last Boy Scout. Totally, totally. Um, we should campaign for it. I think we should. I think we'd love, I'd love to see it. But this, so let's just have a go back. So the, the thing we've done for all the others, you know, we've done is uh, there you go. So long kiss, good night. Yeah. Well, let's before we go into the scores for IMDb, mm. what would you give this out of ten? Um, out of ten, seven and a half. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Because remember, we gave. I think lethal. Weapon, we gave not you have a you gave a nine yeah, to I gave I gave sorry. an eight. Yeah. Um, this is a seven and a half to me. I think I'd agree. Mm. Totally. I think I like um, Long Kiss Goodnight for its. Um, I like it for its action, and it's. I actually like it for its zaniness because I think it's a very zany action film, especially the last act. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy that. Um, but I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a is a much better made film mm. I think it's almost 
what we said the last time was that um, we said that uh, Last Boy Scout was a, was an unpolished script that we think may have been written mm. before Lethal Weapon. This is Shane Black with much more experience, much more know-how. And you can tell, it's, the way it's written, you can tell this was written a long time after. He's taken the best elements of his films yes, and combined them into make one uber film 100% this is, and this is great I think it's his, one of his best films I think it's, so, it's great it's very well written I mean the directing wise I, I got to take my hat off him for directing it I didn't know he directed it I don't tend to look at the directors because mm. I'm too much too influenced by directors for my, mm. cause obviously for me being yeah, yeah, what I know. do and everything like that yeah um, but so I didn't look at the director but knowing that he's directed it now it kind of makes sense yeah it does make sense and also as well it just it's just credit to him what a talented guy yeah no I think I think it's a really mm. it shows so uh, Long Kiss Goodnight was 6.7 uh, okay. on IMDb. Well, I'll give it a 6, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. And uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a 7.6. I wasn't far off then. No, no. So I think, yeah, well, it's, it's whatever you take from it. But I think it's a good film. I really enjoy it. I think it's a, it's a cracking film. Mm. Uh, recommend I, anyone watch I, it. I would recommend it. Highly recommend Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It needs to be on Netflix Bang. or Amazon or something like that. But it's not on It's there. not. On. It's hard no. to find. Yeah, I, yeah, had to, yeah. I had to really struggle. I had to buy it. Yeah, I had to buy it as yeah. well. I had to buy it. This is you know, not available. I normally shoplift my films, and, <laughs> uh, and I had to buy it. Um, I would say that all of these have got uh, probably more available in Blu-ray than they are. Oh yeah, they've all been uh, re-released on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, so of the four, all right, let's rate, let's rank the four then before we move on mm. to the, the final bit. Then, so ranking the four, so you had the Le- films we watched are Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon. Last Boy Scout, uh, Long Kiss Good, uh, Good Night, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, so I got uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Last, uh, last kiss, good night, and then last boy scout. Last boy scout. So you're saying lethal weapon, kiss kiss bang bang, uh, long kiss good night, kiss kiss bang bang. Yep. Despite, I think despite the uh, the probably the gaps between those films, mm. uh, having watched all four of them now, I would probably say I agree. Wow. I actually agree with that ranking. That's that's quite interesting. I would go back and watch all four of those. I would say that. For I, me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't me, watch all four. I watched two of the four. Yeah, yeah. I would say Last Boy Scout and Long Kiss Goodnight are mm. probably a little bit closer. Are probably probably on par in that sort of like. Yeah. They're yeah, the yeah. lesser of the. They are the bottom half. Yes. The B list, I would say, but I still really enjoy them. But the top two. Yeah, the best. Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon. That's a good night. That's a good night's viewing. It is actually and as a pairing. They're actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Watching this though. Mm. Watching all these films now, I want to go. I didn't like Iron Man three, which was written and directed by Shane, uh, Black. Shane Black. The reason I didn't want, I didn't enjoy, it, I don't I think, was because I went in expecting a kiss, kiss, bang, bang. No, no, I went in expecting a Marvel film. Okay. And I was expecting at that point, I didn't, you know, I, I think I was expecting something a little different. I want to go back now and watch it as a Shane Black film. Okay, yeah, let's go. Is he direct it as well? He did direct it. Yeah, okay, and there's a there's and he a, wrote it. And he wrote it. Okay, and it's got Robert Downey Jr. in. Yeah, and uh, Don Cheadle as uh, Rhodey, who becomes sort of his partner and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the buddy cop thing. And people were going, oh yeah, yeah, it's a buddy cop film. It's this, it's that. It's a buddy film. And I was like, no, it's an Iron Man film. And I'm going in to watch an Iron Man film. Mm. I'm going to go back and watch. You need it to accept now. back and watch it from I think, a Shane Black perspective. I maybe. think you're right. 
100%. I think you need to go back and watch it as a Shane Black film. Mm. And I think I will enjoy it a lot more. Is it on, I think it's on Netflix now. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. So I'm going to go and check that out. I've got on Blu-ray upstairs in the attic, actually. But cool. I will go back and watch that. Other things for Shane Black. One more thing to note about Shane Black, which is, which having watched this, I think is very intriguing. He is writing and possibly directing the new Predator film. And he's saying it's going to be a direct sequel to Predator, which he was in. Mm. Uh, he actually is an actor in that film. Is he? He is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy with the glasses who does all, always does the pussy jokes. That's Shane Black. That's Shane Black. Oh, okay. Um, he's writing and possibly directing the next. He's currently writing and directing the next um, Predator film. He's definitely writing with, with it. the Rock. The Rock is the. I have no idea. I don't know the cast. It's rumored and that's it, but I don't know. I don't know what it'll be. Having watched this, all these films, I don't think it's going to be set in a jungle. I think it's going to be a very different well, film. Well, the last one was set in the city. Well, Predator 2. Well, then you get and then you get Predators and then you get AVP and all the other rubbish. Yeah. I, I don't know, know where they're going to go. I'm, I'm, my, my verdict is I'm, I'm a little bit out on the limb with the new Predator film for my own personal reasons. Because mm. I'm a huge fan. Predator. Oh, the first film is amazing. Predator 1, the first Predator film, is is almost a perfect film for me. It's up there. And we will cover it at some day. Yeah, I think so. Schwarzenegger, films of Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. The other film, the other thing he's writing and and possibly directing as well, um, is um, a Doc Savage film. So Doc Savage is a is a pulp character Mm. and is is basically, and I've covered him on a previous podcast of one of my history thingies, uh, is a precursor to Superman. Hmm. He's the Man of Bronze, and a true, true pulp character. And I think he would do awesome with that character. I Sounds think it'd be good. amazing. It'd be a really interesting film. Yeah. So that's what that's what that's the Shane Black Christmas. I, and, awesome. Uh, I think I've, I've really enjoyed doing these films actually. I think yeah, it's been, it's been good fun. It's been good fun. So the final thing we're going to do. Right. Last last time we did uh, we're good we're doing all right. Yeah. Last last time we did our which we discussed alternative. Christmas films. Yep. And there's a bone of contention. Right. And I will get to that in a moment. But we're going to cover actual um, Christmas films. Okay. This time. I, I think we'll go... Well, let's start on the head straight away with the controversy. Mm. So, It's a Wonderful Life. Indeed. And I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad film. I love oh, It's oh, a oh, Wonderful it's, Life. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's not a bad film. It's a fantastic film. It is a fantastic film. Yeah. It's... It has me blubbering every time. It's yeah. so good. It's what Christmas is all about. Okay. How do you define a Christmas film? Well, you, you, the, my grounds for comparison is It's a Wonderful Life. That's a Christmas film. Okay. No. Uh, so I had this question and I was, I was, it, I was struggling with this a bit. Cause the, 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 the values of Christmas, right? Which people, uh, which, which are kind of advertised and, and pushed through media yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, and advertised and everything else. You know, yeah, the, the, and it ticks all the boxes, right? It's set at Christmas. It's a wonderful life. It's it set, is, it's totally. set at Christmas, you know. So it's set at Christmas. It has all the morals of family values and angels mm. and snow and everything. Everything that represents Christmas, it's a wonderful life is about, you know. If that film was set at, set in the, the height of summer, Still plays, still works. I don't think it does. Don't think it does because it's a Christmas. It's a Christmas message. It's a Christmas story. 
it's about the importance of people coming together and, and that, that. So, so basically, people coming together is only a Christmas thing. The rest of the year, the rest of the year, you can be a complete well, no, knob to got, everybody. No, you've got the bells on the trees, and every time a bell, an angel, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings and stuff like that. You've got so Christmas angels tree. only get their wings in December. Pretty much, yeah. What about when a church bell rings? The, the, I'm not, I'm not picking fault. You I'm, are, cause I, you no, cause I love the film. I really do love the film. And it's, it's 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 a hundred percent a Christmas film. Okay. There is no no there is no argument in the fact it's not. A Christmas I really film. I really so okay. I'm happy to put it on because I I I must admit we only watch it at Christmas. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't watch it. it. No, it can't be an alternative Christmas film. It's just been in the Odeon cinemas have just released it. Yeah. On the, for, for one showing on the fifteenth of December. Okay. Um, it is and, known as a Christmas film. Out, I get that. out of the entire films voted for people to see back at the cinema. It was number one on the list. Yeah. Okay. I, I would and love Jing- to see Jingle that. All the Way was was another one. I was Seriously. On the list. Yeah, Jingle All the Way was back at the Odeon. I mean, oh. We missed out on it, man. Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Oh, I forgot what the third one was. It was three. They were showing three Christmas films. Forgotten anyway. Okay. But, yeah. but okay, I'm happy to say that I would put that in there. As a, as, oh, it's, Trading Places was there. Oh, was it? Yeah. Which we said last week. Yeah, we said last week. Trading Places uh, is down uh, as a Christmas film, as one of the three Christmas films. I still consider that to be an alternative Christmas film, but I went back. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree with you. So, I, I, I watched it in, uh, back in October. So, hmm. um, okay. So, It's a Wonderful Life. The reason I want to have that discussion is because I, I'm i still... I'm not going to say I love it, and I love the fact it's a Christmas film, and... Um, it's. I still think it would play. You could change the, the the setting a little bit, and you could that film could play at any point of the year. But I love the fact it's set at Christmas, yeah. and the whole bit at the end when the you know when the bells ring and and it's like you know, um, an angel gets his wings, floods of tears, like floods yeah. of tears. However, right, and this is an interesting. However, I'm now going to throw to you, mm. Jimmy Stewart's character, yeah. right. Right, it all works out because people r- could rally around him. Because it's, I'm going to tell you, it's the anti Christmas Carol, right? Because a Christmas Carol is about a, a bad person being told that you're a dick, so sort yourself out because people hate you and will always hate you, and you become a pointless person. Basically, that's the, the message, isn't it? Really, you when you were young, you were twisted, and you became more twisted as you've got older. And that you know you need to change your ways because life should be about joy. It should be about sharing. Well, I, I, I have a point of contention there as well, but okay, well, we'll just okay, yeah, yeah. But this film is about someone who has actually had a fantastic life. No, but he but, hasn't. Though. Well, no, no, no. He all right. He's had a pretty good life, right? But it's um, he, you know, he's always, it's, he, but he's never achieved his ambition, has he? That's the point. No, he's, he's always never... helped other people throughout his yeah. entire life. He's always been, he's always put other But he's a lovely guy. He's himself, exactly. Else. So he's the yeah. anti-Scrooge because he's always, always put other people in front yeah, of okay. him. Yeah, so okay. Kind of... and, and this is where someone, so you end up getting just the ghost of Christmas past, really. The the angel um, showing him mm. that actually, Clarence, Clarence mm. showing him everything you have done has had an impact for the positive. Everything you have done has, been, has, has, has actually been a wonderful life. Mm. You know, because when they take him away, you know, when they show the alternative, when they do Back to the Future 2, um, mm. they show him and they say, like, your brother died in, the, in, in, you know, on the thing, so your family fell apart, and, you know, the, the town's now run by the evil banker and all this other stuff. You know, there's then there's, there's Tannen Towers and, you know, there's biker gangs and, you know, and mm. your, your former... No, sorry, his dad's Back to the Future 2. It's that thing, isn't it? It is about showing what a wonderful life. It's the anti, and I'm not saying it's a bad way. It's the anti uh, Christmas Carol. It's, it's a the same same principle yeah, of what, what they do in Christmas Carol with Scrooge, like, and they take him into the Ghost of Christmas yeah. to come. You know, but I love that. That's what I love about it. Because mm. I think I think Jimmy Stewart is so fantastic oh, in great. it. He's 
you know. Um, but the character that, that, that should have, you know, the one that probably will be visited by three ghosts is the banker, the evil banker, Mr... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I've forgotten his name. I forget his name, but the evil banker. Yeah, yeah. So the, basically, the two there are two people in this film that should be punished. Mm. And neither are. No. His dickhead uncle... But they, but he is and he isn't though. That's the thing. We don't know. We don't know. It, 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 it turns at out. At the end of the film, his uncle they they recoup the eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Which I actually figured out is over is over three hundred thousand pounds. Over three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They recoup the money from all the loans and all the things that people say they owe him and stuff that one night. That and that's lovely. That's the thing I love about it. People rally round him. So he almost gets his uncle out of the trouble. So they're still so his uncle's still a forgetful old git. Yeah. But the banker who stole the money and kept it and knowingly did so is never found out in, within the film and is never punished for it. So he, mm. he basically gets, in today's money, £300,000 to do what he wants with. But I guess it's showing that there are evil people in the world. I think that's what the, the underlying oh, message no, that, is. That, you know. Yeah, I get, and that's it actually. That's one of the things I found, mm. I, I was interested to see your perception of because mm. it is, it's a really sort of, there's a darker half to this that actually says, you know, do do everything you can because there are still people that are yeah, horrible and will get away back. with yeah, it. Absolutely, and make and you know, like to see you suffer. Mm. You know, out of spite and jealousy. I think you know the the, uh, the going. You're talking about Christmas Carol comparison. The, Charles Dickens wrote the Christmas Carol and released mm-hmm. it in 1834, mm-hmm. and, and, and he released it because in 17 in, in 1789 by 1789. Um, oh, you got it. I have a copy here. By 1789, in this country, Christmas was kind of more or less finished. No, yes. no one was celebrating. No, so, I, 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 mean, I didn't know that. Okay, he, you go. Uh, d- 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 1843. 1843, sorry, 34. I said, oh, wrong way around. Yeah. 43. So, I mean, and it, and it sold out in the first two weeks. I'm, and he spent the rest of his life going around re- reading, reading this, which people. ended up killing him. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. But the fact is, is that, that the Christmas Carol is was written because people forgot what the value of what Christmas was all about and as I say they hadn't celebrated Christmas for years and years and years and it that's di- what, it was that's dying what out. that was what remade Christmas reborn it did it and did that, and on a similar notion two it's, things it's a wonderful life is very much the same thing because what Jimmy Stewart is Jimmy Stewart is Christmas yes yeah and Jimmy Stewart the Christmas has died out and when Clarence coming down and showing him exactly what life is all about, it puts the spirit back into him. You know, mm. should always running through and saying "Merry Christmas, movie house." You know, and and it's and it kind of like it. It to me, Christmas uh, to, to me, it's a wonderful life. It's a story of Charles Dickens writing the Christmas Carol. I haven't ever thought of it that way. That's yeah. fascinating. Okay, mm. that's a really good idea. Yeah, no, I did some research around. I I started to look into the, the history of Christmas because I was yeah. really curious to sort of think. And it turns out you're right. You'll mm. tell you right that Christmas was dying out in in like um, 1790s. In the, yeah, in the Western Europe, it was really sort of dying. Out. The only sort of places it was really sort of quite was still a thing was more like was like rural Germany and France and and places like that. Yeah. So when it was reignited, and you're right, it's like Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol sort of brought back, um, the the brought back Christmas, but also I should say, brought back a um the modern sensibilities of Christmas about being yeah. happy and that thing. So this, it really is based around this book. Yeah, not the debauchery and murder and... No, and, not and, the pagan sacrifices kind of thing. Yeah, the 12 days of Christmas. But the other thing that reignited... 12 sacrifices. The other thing that reignited in this country was uh, Prince Albert. Yeah. And bringing in again that German 
uh, influence of Christmas trees and baubles and stuff. He brought all that into this country. No, no, he didn't. Yes, George, he did. George, no, he didn't. George I, George I brought the Christmas trees into this country. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Albert, jo- jo- Victoria's I husband. I swear to you. No, no, Victoria's no, no. husband. You, no, no, I swear to you. George I brought the Christmas trees George into this George I in the 20th century. Because it was a German, because it was a German, it was a German thing. He brought her into this country. Victoria and Albert are associated with the Christmas tree because the first etching on the London Times Illustrated was an etching of her and Albert standing next to a Christmas tree. And within four or five years, most most households had a Christmas tree in the country. Right. The Christmas tree became popular in England in 1841 when Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, brought a Christmas tree over from Germany and put it in the front of Windsor Castle. What? 1841. Now, look, 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 look into it a bit more. Where have you got that from? Uh, that is from Christmas Tree Traditions on uh, Project Britain you need, slash Christmas Tree. You need, you need to look com. a bit further into it. George I was the first person to bring History of the Christmas Tree. Yeah. Okay. And this is from this is actually from theroyals.com. No, theroyals.com. Don't look at uh, theroyals.com. Uh, this is so okay, Christmas uh, Windsor Castle and Christmas Tree. The first known Christmas tree was erected at Queen's Lodge, Windsor, by Queen Charlotte, the German born wife of George III, for a party she held on Christmas Day in eighteen hundred. For the children uh, to lead in families, blah 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 blah. Uh, here we go. Christmas trees were was it was a, was a Christmas trees were an established royal institution in Britain long before the custom spread to the general populace. Queen Adelaide always had one for the young Prince Princess Victoria, obviously because of their German nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Prince Albert, who is often wrongly credited with having brought the Christmas tree to Britain, certainly did most to encourage it the general adoption. The Christmas tree at Windsor Castle was featured in the Illustrated London News in 1848, and inspired imitation brought... Okay. However, it does say... Going back to this, so... Just says Mike's right. No, 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 no. Ah, okay, here we go. You're wrong. Because it, right. it spread to the general populace um, because, because, of, because, because London, of the royals. Because, because, the royals, because the of the London Illustrated. In the 1800s, yeah, yeah. But you've said about George. It says here he was the first person to put it outside Windsor Castle for the people to see. Oh, yeah, but I'm worried about no, Windsor no, no, Castle. No. But it had all, Yeah, but it had but, already spread to the people. because. And here's something else I found out. Mm-hmm. Christmas spread to America at a similar period. So that we, we as it, when we started to spread, when we obviously populated uh, America in the late, you know, Victorians, there's all the emigration and that sort of thing. We took Christmas with us. We, not just us, but Germans and French and all these other people took the sensibility of these, these, these traditions with them to America. And they became, as they are with America, an amalgamation of all these oh, things. Oh, we're debating history. This no, is no, good. yeah. Go on. They became an amalgamation of the St. Nicholas character in America. So you had a US version of Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Mm. No, no, Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus became the American version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a European version that was still Father Christmas. Mm. And the Father Christmas from Europe was relatively slim, had the beard and similar look, but was slim, wore a holly wreath around his head and some of the bits and pieces. Yeah. And the, the American version is actually more derived from the ghost of Christmas present in a Christmas carol. And, and then it became more jolly and round. And it wasn't until the 1930s, and again, Coca-Cola and some other companies, that actually brought the two together and established the modern, um, modern multi-global vision of what Santa Claus is today. Mm-hmm. So the, the true vision of what, what we use Santa Claus today... Or Father Christmas, all these other things as like the jolly fat man, you know, Tim Allen in a in a big fat suit. Yeah. 
actually didn't come around to the 20th century. It, before that, there were lo- there were slightly different versions because again, there's lots of versions. Of, exactly because the then you get Saint Nicholas. Yeah, because then you get the supposed, German version, supposed the to capture, version. The, capture the devil and yeah, use exactly. the devil as a slave, which was yeah. Uh, so there's so Ruprecht many. And yeah. stuff. but uh, yeah, the, the commercial version the, then. But Christmas was in America with the Puritans when the Puritans left this country. Yeah, but not as a, not as a. But yeah, it was a very diluted version, a very yeah, yeah. purist version. Exactly. And then and as Dickens came about mm. you know again it's all down to dickens dickens went across america and everything like that oh, the yeah, christmas yeah. carol was the birth of christmas over there as well oh, it was oh, no, yeah, that's what, know, and, and but that's i think why... they, they 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 celebrated christmas or legalized christmas in all the states in the 1800s as well they i don't did. remember exactly when yeah, yeah. that they no, but, but, but that's what i'm saying that's why yeah. when when this when christmas carol went over that's why the american version of santa claus is the round ruddy-faced um, beardy person because you know, he was more based on the ghost of Christmas present mm. from A Christmas Carol. You know why we get red from and, and, and it's not Coca-Cola as we associate with? No, 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 it's with. the blood from a deer. No, oh, I've, heard, I've heard two different versions. But... It's the hearth god because they used to have a uh, the, they used to have a believe in a, a hearth god, which mm. is the god of the fireplace, and then and used to keep your fireplace clean over the uh, years. Yeah, and if if your fireplace was clean once a year, he would come down and he would be dressed. He'd be dressed in red. Okay, yeah. and if you kept your fireplace good you would get a prize and if you didn't you wouldn't okay. and it was like that it was not a prize but a gift you know yeah, yeah. sort of thing and uh, there's lots of things lots of traditions and stuff like well, that well I think there's weird stuff coming you know yeah Christmas is becoming I think Christmas is going through another resurgence mm. at the moment in it from a uh, a legend and tradition sense okay. um, Christmas Carol You've had Father Christmas. The Coca-Cola thing is, is now, you know, the holidays are coming and all that yeah. kind of jazz. The modern version, or the modern, I would say, commercial version of, of Santa Claus, okay, he's now coming. And uh, there's a yin and a yang to everything, mm-hmm. okay? And for many, many years, I would say that there has never been a yang to Santa. There's just this jolly fat guy, and if you've been naughty, do you know what? Mm. You get a lump of coal, which, to be fair... In the early 20th century and late 1800s, probably not that bad because you mm. just get to see heat warm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think there's been a real weird resurgence in the uh, tradition of the Krampus mm. in the last couple of years. Now, the film's come out recently, which I've, uh, the last couple of years. Well, Krampus is the Krampus is derived from the devil as well, isn't it? Is that right? Well, it's it's well, no, it's a German myth. It's it's a it's a Germanic myth of uh, if you so in, in the in the Germanic myth. Santa Claus came to the ones that were good. There were two lists, yeah, the good yeah, list and the bad yeah, list, yeah. right? Santa came to reward the children on the good list. And Krampus came to take the children away. It's been naughty. Krampus came to take the bad children away. He would beat them with a stick, mm. put them in his bag and take them away. Which Krampus is, a, is, is derived from, um, is supposed to be the devil as well. Yes, he, he, is, he is devil-esque. He's got which the horns is, and so the cloven hooves. Which is Ruprecht, so, which is yeah. the Dan St. Nicholas story. Of, so it's all yeah. the pagan, it all comes from pagan gods as well. So but obviously the devil well, the, comes the, from there's, pagan the, there's Norse legend as well. Exactly. So it breaks down. But that, the anti-clause, as it would be, mm. the Krampus, has is, is had a real resurgence in recent years. It's sort of like, there's a couple of horror films, there's been books written about it, there's some real some comic books about it. Mm. Um, terrifying, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a concept, it's the terrifying. Kids, it's like, I, well, yeah. I haven't told my daughter yet, but no. at some point I will, when she, if she really pushes it, I'll be like, you think Santa... she'll be like, I'm still on Santa's nice Sit list. Sit in front of the film downstairs. Yeah. This Krampus, is, Krampus this on is the Krampus. TV. Um, so... 
it's just interesting to see that there has been that resurgence. Yeah. I know we've gone on a complete tangent, but I've quite enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think you need to look a little bit more into I will have a look into tree. it, and I will look I back. Swear, I swear to you that George, I'm, George I'm gonna, the First I'm is I'm not going to argue with you, because you are more knowledgeable. No, no, but no. I would, no it's, here it's, and now, I am also going to recommend A Christmas Carol to people. It's not very long. No, I've never heard of it before. It's, uh, it's, it's really worth reading. Mm. Um, I've got a very little mini version here, and it's, uh, it's a very, good, very good book. It's a really good, who, who wrote yeah. it? Uh, I think it's, it, I think it was uh, uh, Dan Brown. Right, Dan it's, Brown. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's about a guy who can follow cryptology. Yeah. And uh, he, he basically figures out the meaning of Christmas. Wow. Uh, by looking at maps and paintings, and uh, yeah. he, he basically stops a bomb from going off at the end. Is there a virgin in it? Uh, not by the end, she ain't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. I like that. I think I'll buy that. Um, so back. yeah, no, I, I'd recommend it. It's a good read. So all right, so we're talking about. So we've now got to find. I think what we want is a Christmas film. We've both agreed that. Um, it's a Wonderful Life is a great it's, film. It's the ultimate Christmas film. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'd actually agree with this. It's, mm. I, I'm happy to agree with that. Other Christmas films, and what are your other go-to Christmas films? Um, well, I've made a, 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 a... I've basically made a rule that I'm going to watch five films from the 20th going right through. Oh, okay, end, so it's end, from end, tomorrow. Ending, from ending tomorrow. With, yeah, ending with um, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, okay. So Elf, Will Ferrell. Never seen it. Need to watch it. I've heard so many oh, things about it. Phenomenal. Okay. It's great. It's a very silly kind of fun film. Mm. Grinch. Love the film. The Jim Carrey yeah. version. Yeah. I was yeah. going to watch that with my kids tonight, actually, but... Um, oh, a bit late. Yeah, a bit late now. But the Jim Carrey version's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, the Grinch. What was the other ones? Uh, not that it's on my, my list, but Jingle All The Way. It's a great film. I think that's just... Seriously daft. Yeah. Although, although it does completely play into and justify commercialism throughout the whole film. Yeah. Home Alone. Love. That, that's on my list. Yeah, Home Alone's definitely on my list. Um, see, I, I had this list in my head and now it's completely gone. But I know it definitely ends in It's a Wonderful Life, mm. without a shadow of a doubt. Good for all of those. Oh, uh, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Not one I've gone back to for a while. I, I really, I keep thinking... You need I to, to you it. need to. It's, it's great I should film. go back and watch it's that. A great I've film. really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, I have a similar sort of... This, I don't know, I could, I could narrow it down to five. Five films I will always go back to, I think about it, is um, Scrooged. Good film. Bill Murray Scrooged. Love that. I watched it the night. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously love that film. Um, Home Alone. Home Alone, yeah, totally. Uh, you have I, to. I, I, Again, it's a, it's a Rogue One film, isn't it? You don't want to watch the first hour. You just want to watch the All I want to watch bit. is the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that, again, but I'd say it's a five-star film in that Macaulay Culkin doesn't need to be a great actor, but he's perfect for the role. The, the music yep. in it's brilliant. It's John Williams again. The, mu- the music's brilliant. The cast is brilliant. The setup is brilliant. Yep. It's amazing. Um, other ones I always love is... Um, one One Alex and I have actually got to... It's a bit of a tradition. It's Four Christmases. Oh, it's yeah. It's Reese yeah. Witherspoon and, and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And... Um, it's got a good message, but also it's sort of... It's just a, it's just a funny film. Have you seen a film called Deck the Halls? I have. I think we've got that. I don't think I wasn't a big fan. That one with Tim yeah. Allen and, and Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's all right, but it's definitely going to make this list. Um, Danny DeVito, not Danny DeVito. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, other one I'm trying to think now that I really like. Um, I say Jingle All the Way. There is others. I'm trying to think. Really, others I've, I've got. I've got to watch. Do you know what I watched the other night, actually, mm. and I really enjoyed, and I met, I'm, I'm going to add it to my tradition, is, have you heard of Harold and Kumar? Yes. So Harold and Kumar get the munchies, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, yeah, And then there's Harold and Kumar, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Right. So I watched I've never night. watched any of their films, but I know of them. 
watch them. Really? They're very funny. Okay. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is brilliant in them. But I watched a very uh, Harold and Kumar Christmas the other night, and it's awesome. It's really stupid. It's really daft. It's a proper stoner comedy kind of film. Right. Um, it involves, it, you know, includes a, a baby that from a, that has a very protective father, but routinely throughout the film ends up getting exposed to different layers of drugs. Hmm. So it starts with her getting sort of like um, a blowback from uh, a, a, a bong, and then escalates to her getting uh, someone sneezes cocaine into her face. And then uh, she eats an ecstasy, uh, thinking it's a breath mint. <laughs> and you're just like, it's that level of stupidity. So I'll watch it, I'll watch it. It's, it's worth, it's, it's worth if you can get, it's, it's on Prime at the moment. Yeah, I'll watch it It's worth just giving it a go. It's mm. not, I wouldn't say it's the best I want to see film. Krampus. I want to see Krampus. Krampus is a really good film. I really enjoy yeah, it. I want to see it's, that, because it, it, it's, I like silly horror. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I think that's going to be a, a it's very got silly some, horror. Uh, it's got some very silly moments in it. It's, um... But I'm going to go home and watch a Christmas film tonight. I'm going to watch, I'd probably watch National Lampoon, something like that. Something I think I'm going to check them out. I haven't watched that in years. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. I, I, like, think... I like Chevy Chase. I love the National Lampoon like franchise. Yeah, have, you seen, have you seen Vacation? Now, even the though it's not a Christmas film. The new one? Yeah. No, I haven't. I heard really bad things about it. Like, like people were oh, slating it. I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. So it's never sort of come onto my to-do to list. Mm. But I love the other ones. I love the originals. And uh, yeah, I have seen them all. Uh, anything else? Anything of the Christmas tradition? I'm trying to think of anything else. There's always like Christmas special editions or Christmas editions of films I quite like. Yeah. Alex has a tradition of five weeks before Christmas she always watches uh, Love Actually because that's when it starts. So the film's set and then leads up to Christmas. You should You should leave. And, yeah. <laughs> you should. We should have a poll. Should, Scot- should Scott leave Alex? On what grounds? What, she, she likes Love she would Actually. Love Actually, yeah. Why shouldn't she? Without being without being completely sexist, it's a bit. It's a chick flick. It's designed for people like my wife. <laughs> to be fair, it's a, it, you it, don't it's, like it because it only exists because of, of women like Alex. You know, that, women like Alex. Yeah, because this is Christmas. I don't want because, emails because complaining this is, about this. Episode. No, because 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 uh, Alex 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 is fueling the fire for love. Actually, if we eliminate Alex, right? So because of her, and all of Alex's friends and family members who like love actually, yeah. we can torture some of our family members <laughs> just to find out exactly who else you know, who else is seeing this film, eh? <laughs> and then we can we can eliminate everyone in the world loves love actually, and then love actually will never be seen again, deleted from history it's as really one funny. of the most appalling films. It, it, I, I haven't ever, watched it. I have to admit, I don't watch it. Wow. She always watches it without it's, me. It's it's if you dreadful. Go, if you go downstairs to our, if you go downstairs to where the yeah. TV is, right, the TV cabinet. Um, you've got TV and then you've got the box and the Blu-ray stuff right and then it's broken into there's some um, shelving bits down the sides yep. and Ellie's got hers on the bottom so she's got all the Disney films and mm-hmm. a couple of other bits and pieces down there right and then there's a slot where I keep my like my current to watch pile so yes there's a couple of DVDs I want to watch I'll stick them down there all Blu-rays right uh, and that's where they're, and currently the Christmas films are in there okay and, and some of the bits and pieces I want to watch like Krampus the other side is, is Alex's Mm. Okay, and Alex has, and it never changes. There's a, there's a, there's a complete box set in there, and there are two DVDs. Okay, the complete box set is um, Sex and the City, and then on top of that, she has Sex and the City, the movie, and Sex and the City Two, and and she also uh, uh, kill, yeah. kill her, <laughs> kill her. It's almost like they offend me. <laughs> I, I won't change because it's her space. That's where she can keep that what she wants, but it, it does offend me to such a level <laughs> at times i hate it so, so when she when she sticks on do you go i'm just gonna go up the garden and put this nail in my hand 
Sorry, yeah. Christmas thing to do. I've never watched them. I haven't Actually, watched them. Actually, no, it wasn't. It's more, I of, you, more I, of an Easter thing, isn't it? I will say I have watched probably a couple of episodes. <laughs> I didn't know what you said then. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have watched a couple of episodes of the TV show. never watched any of the films. I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, but yeah, going back to the Christmas theme of keeping things, I'm really looking Well, actually, it's a Christmas film now, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I can see that. I've seen, I watched it and I enjoyed it. i got to be honest, I did enjoy it, but it's nothing I'd watch again. No. Or, or put it in a routine. Yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol for me. Yeah. Um, I've watched, I struggle with musical things. I mean, the, 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 the Grease and Little Shop Horrors because of my association with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love them. Love Little Shop Horrors. Um... I don't know. Would I would I watch Muppet Christmas Carol? I'm not sure. I'm not dissing Mr. Muppet Christmas Carol. No, no, no. I think it's a great film. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it fits into my Christmas. I don't think it gets me in the Christmas mood, which sounds really bizarre. And it's because probably because I love this, because I love Christmas Carol. Because it's so a twist much. on the thing. Well, it's the same as Scrooge. Scrooge is a twist on it. But well, Scrooge is, yeah. Uh, but that's a great film. Scrooge doesn't have singing. And Christmas no, Carol has never had singing. I mean, Scrooge, it does sort of does at the end, but it's like you say, it's all a play. I oh, love, he does, yeah, it's a, it's a musical ending. Scrooged is is probably the top three for me. Hmm. Uh, Christmas films, I love it so much. I think oh, it's a great Murray's, rendition. Bill Murray he's, is amazing. He's a great Scrooge. Yeah. Um, well, have you tried Staples? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who was in uh, the Police Academy films. Uh, Zed yeah. Was, He's a director. Zed Goldworth. That. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I forget his name. But yeah, he, he's really good in it as the sort of Bob Bob Bob, Bob, Go, uh, Bob. Gold, uh, Gold. Goldcats. 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 Bobcat Goldthwaite. Gold, uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite. Bobcat that's Goldthwaite. That's right. That's one. He's brilliant in it. Uh, all three of... Uh, well, no, I say three, because the Ghost of Christmas Future is just a big sort of uh, model thing. But the taxi driver is the Ghost of Christmas Past, and then the fairy is the Ghost of Christmas Present. Excellent, 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 excellent. I can't recommend that film enough. I yeah, love that film so much. So what's your, so number, what's your number one Christmas film then? <sighs> Obviously mine's It's a Wonderful Life. There's no two ways about it. It's hard, actually. So, yeah, what do you go to as a number one Christmas film? Um, I, do you know what? It, it's, it's a real close thing between actually Scrooge, because I do get, that makes me really get into a good mood, mm. and A Muppet's Christmas Carol, because I love... The songs now. I've got the album. Is Muppet Christmas Carol on Prime or anything? Uh, it's on Netflix. At the Is moment. it? I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. And I love The Grinch because I'm more associate myself with The Grinch. Yeah, that's one I've got to go back. Hate, and hate, 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 no. Yeah. Loathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I would want to go back and watch that because that's actually a really good one. Mm. Uh, Elf. I've got. I'm going to watch Elf this year. Yeah, um, I think Elf must be on one of them. Must yeah. be somewhere. Jingle All the Ways on Netflix. I'm, Jingle All the Ways I'm, definitely I, on Netflix. I might watch that tonight. Oh, it's a really good film. Because uh, Arnie in that film is brilliant. Oh, it's it's one of his best comedy roles. It is. You know, it's better than Kindergarten Cop. Better, better than Junior. Junior was awful. Yeah, Twins. Twins is probably the only other one that twins actually is all right. But they still have to make it's his, his Twins yeah, too. Yeah, it's one of his first. One of his first um, comedy roles, really, isn't it? Though, well, did that you... could be said for most of his films, really, though, couldn't it? You know, <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Twins has got its flaws, but yeah, I'm no, no, they've killed Twins three, because Twins three at one point, Twins two, Twins two, sorry, Twins two, they've killed off because at one point it was going to be Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy, and that was a step too far for me. I'm like, oh, this sounds implausible. It's just weird. It, I think Danny it's... DeVito and anything is great. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, so I think I'll give uh, I'll give that a miss but uh, we will have to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger retrospective pick four Arnie films and do those over yeah, two yeah yeah that sounds good 
That's that sound good. But yeah. yeah, to me, I'm counting down to It's a Wonderful Life because on yeah. Christmas Eve, that's it. We will be watching that. Alex and I will be watching that and uh, I will get the tissues out and yeah. uh, I will be crying my heart out. Yeah, totally. That film's amazing. Mm. So, if uh, to our listeners, Merry Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. And if you've got any um, comments on any of the Shane Black films that we've discussed uh, or any Christmas films... You know, you think we've missed one out, or there's one that you think we should be, you know, we should be watching, or we wanted to, want us to check out. Or, or if you think that Scott should uh, leave Alex for her love for love, actually, yeah. then always email as well. You know, um, Let me or, know. or yeah. you could text, or you could text Scott on his number. Um, his number is just tweet me. Let me guess. No, <coughs> at Twentieth Century Geek. But if we give you a number out, it'd be much through, easier. Contact me through <laughs> so, the website twentiethcenturygeek.com. Find me on Facebook. 20th Century Geek, email me, 20th Century Geek at gmail.com. Or text him on 0797. <laughs> 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 um, Eight. <laughs> okay. So, thank you very much, Mike. I've actually really enjoyed these. I'm really glad that's you, I'm really, really glad you enjoyed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because that's one I was actually hoping you would do because I thought it was a bit of a hit or miss one. It's a great film. Uh, Man of Letters, how can they get in contact with you or oh, subscribe they can or find go it? Go to iTunes, search for Man of Letters, look at me sitting on the chair, looking a bit sort of like odd. Yeah. Um, or Instagram, I think I'm on Instagram. I've got a Facebook page, I believe, somewhere. Yeah. I don't do any of this. So, I mean, um, you can look on there and there's two Christmas specials that are out to them, uh, that are coming out. One on Boxing Day is coming out with my, my guest will be Father Christmas. Excellent. Do you know how hard it was to book him? Mm-hmm. It's, only, it's only available on Boxing Day. As I say, one day he yeah. sleeps constantly. It's like, you know. I can probably understand that. Yeah. And I need to talk to him about a few things, you know. Mm. It's like, well, why haven't I got any presents yeah. this year? What's, what's, what's going on? Who's there? this horned gentleman, ho- clothed hoof person that keeps throwing a knock on the door yeah. telling me to get in a sack? Yeah, I'm not getting in any sack, you know. Yeah. And, you know. Cramp us, cramp why? you. Yeah, yeah. Why hasn't Santa come around and emptied his sack? Yeah, you know, around my place because I'd be up for that. Excellent. And Fair enough. Sil- and and as, does he have any sylphs? Sylph. Anyone figures that out? Because I figured it pretty quick. Let you know. Tweet us. Hashtag hashtag sylph. sylph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks very much. Uh, if you do subscribe to us on uh, uh, iTunes, remember to try and give us a five star review. It's much appreciated. Uh, and Merry Christmas and have a happy New Year. We'll see you soon.